Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What's up and welcome in to the CHGO Bulls podcast presented to you by PointsBet. Forget that promo code CHGO when you sign up to live your bet life. Hope you all had a great weekend, Bulls Nation. I'm Peck kicking off another fresh episode, uh, fresh week of episodes here at CHGO Bulls. You can follow me on Twitter at Bulls underscore Peck. That's my guy, Big Dave. He is at Balby AWL Sports. Wow. And down there is Will the Goat Gottlieb. He is at Won't Gottlieb on Twitter. We got our pal Lawrence filling in producing for Joey today. Uh, gentlemen. Say hi to Lawrence. There Hello. he is. Hey, uh, <laughs> Will, you have Next a new hat. location. Look at that hat. Look at that dope hat that yeah, Lawrence is rocking in honor of hosting the Bulls hat. today. Yeah, yeah. definitely a dope hat. Definitely. I love the color combo on yes, that. Um, uh, Will, let's uh, let's give you a platform for a quick humble brag about where you are in Brazil now. How was your weekend? Uh, weekend was good. We traveled to Rio where we're hanging out this week. So... The locals I'm here. call it Rio. Rio de Janeiro. <laughs> you may have heard of it. When I Wait, went to Rio the beaches of Janeiro Parga. Yeah. Janeiro Parga, that's right. <laughs> that was actually, I love that. I love that kind of thing. Chris Paul George, I, I love those. <laughs> um, yeah, man, having a good time. You look amazing, Will. Let me just say, you, you look amazing hey, you in look the background. Amazing. That background agrees with you, man. Like you, you look like a, a cool piano teacher right now. Like you just look great. <laughs> that's a, you know what? That's a step up from what was it? Uh, youth pastor. Youth, that youth I got pastor. Yeah. I can't. I can't let go of that one, man. That one's that one's haunting me. Whoever said it that? It was so good. Yeah, you're, it was you're sticking good, with though. me for life. I, th- I, I think I it was like, Hayes. Uh, I feel like Kev has the title of CHGO's youth pastor from. That article that Greenberg wrote for the Athletic coming to review us. Uh, so don't worry, no one, no one thinks you're a youth pastor. Kev's got that title. I, but I like a cool hip piano teacher. You actually kind of yeah, do look like a piano teacher I had when I was a kid. But Unfortunately, cool. I have zero musical bones in my body, but we persist. Use all his bones for basketball, baby. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Dave, how was your weekend, buddy? Weekend was good. Uh, doing some. Uh, remodeling work around the house that's the next thing i was going to get to his hair is immaculate all right today i I mean it's almost off is on point i got a cut okay i got a cut he's i see what he means now like it looks amazing the first couple days and then it goes back to regular but i'm like it always looks good what does he mean and then when i see (laughs) it after the cut i'm like oh okay i get it all right i see what you're saying i get it i see it yeah it looks great man but yeah doing some uh just remodeling around the house so Starting next week, if you hear some noise for like the next three weeks, that's what's going to be going on. It's a lot of uh, remodeling of the home going on, man. So it's cool. It's a good time. Right on. Good luck with the remodeling. Colin, Colin said, you. Will, your voice is music to Bulls fans' ears. So you do have <laughs> musical talent. I guess so. <laughs> Typically, people are just complaining about how negative I am. So that's I'm yeah. surprised to hear that, Colin. Yeah. Uh, that, I, that don't I, mean it's a song they like. It's, it's just music. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Bullshit has been trashing Will for his negative Shit. takes all offseason. <laughs> yeah, it's true. They have. They've it's been not on. just They've this offseason, my friend. As <laughs> long, long as I've been doing this thing. Um, qu- real quick, I also had a lovely weekend. I was actually in town, Chicago, low-key. Got to see a buddy who was in town from Denver. I went to Ribfest. Surprise, surprise. Peck went to Ribfest and ate a bunch of smoked meats. Um, but I wanted to give a quick shout-out to uh, Greg, a.k.a. G. Witt, who some of you Bulls fans might actually interact with on, on the Bulls Twitters and the socials. Yeah, Big Dave, he, like He used to uh, watch our Outsiders shows all the time back in the day and interact with us on our, our YouTube streams and on Facebook and stuff. And uh, I was just... You know, finishing up a plate that was just bones and like taking a swig of my drink. 
and getting ready to throw it out and get back in line for more smoked meats. When I hear somebody yell peck and I look up and it's not any of my friends who I'm at Ribfest with. And I'm like, oh, God, who is this person and why do they hate me? Um, Because the initial peck was like loud and kind of aggressive. And I was like, ah, what? Who? What? And it was just just dude named Greg who came up was like, hey, man, love y'all's content at CHGO. You, David, Will are really fun. Like, tell Sabine I said what's up. Miss him. But, uh, yeah, love love the content that you guys do for Bulls Nation. And I was like. That was so cool. So that nice of you. Was like, cool. I was afraid to come up to you because, like, you were with your friends and I didn't want to disturb you. I was like, dude, get the fuck out of here. Like, I'm nobody. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're someone to them, man. And that's very important. And I, I forgot one more thing uh, that I did do. On Friday, I was on um, VON. I, I went to the studio and did WVON on that show that with my guy Titus. And um, and it was myself and uh, Tony Gill. And I hadn't spoken to Tony Gill Tone! in a minute. So it was cool. Cool to talk to Tony Tony Gill and chop it up with him, too. So, yeah, Yeah. that that was a good time, man. Shout out to them guys over there at VON. Speaking of other Chicago sports people uh, and uh, previous walks of life, shout out and and, uh, happy wedding and congrats to our old pal Slavko over at NBC Sports Chicago. Mm. I saw a picture that was making its rounds on Twitter yesterday of a lot of our old uh, NBC colleagues who were uh, looking very happy and all dressed up and dapper in someone's yard. For Slavko's wedding, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they had a good time, including our old boss Bulldog, uh, who just looked he just, like he, he was just that. He did not, yeah, guy. he was just so happy <laughs> and, and looked uncomfortable because he had to dress up. Exactly. <laughs> All right, y'all. Uh, well, um, let's let's dive into it. We're going to talk about some of these updates we just got from Sham Sharanya uh, this morning. Uh, updates on what's going on with the Kevin Durant trade market and Donovan Mitchell trade market, and then after we cover those. We will dive into these anonymous executive quotes we heard about a Zach Levine, Anthony Davis trade, hypothetically speaking, um, and, and offer our takes on that whole situation. Um, but first, let's talk about the Kevin Durant and Donovan Mitchell stuff. We'll start with KD. Um, in case you missed it, in case maybe you're not a athletic subscriber, here is what Shams had to say. On the latest with Kevin Durant, Lawrence, do we have that uh, quote we could throw up? Thank you. The Celtics, Raptors, and Heat remain among the most serious threats to land Durant because they have the types of pieces necessary to satisfy the next asking price in a deal for Durant. However, no one yet has met Brooklyn's high price tag of an all-star, other high-level players, and draft picks. That's a lot of stuff. Uh, and conversations <laughs> with those three front runners have been non-existent recently. The Celtics offered Jalen Brown... Derek White and a first round pick back in July. According to league sources, the Raptors have refused to make rookie of the year. Scotty Barnes available. Miami has yet to seriously engage with a package around all-star bam Adebayo. Okay. So there's a lot there. And then there's more recently. A new team has shown interest in Durant, the Grizzlies fresh off a 56 win season. The Grizzlies have made new inquiries to the nets about Durant. Memphis has, Five first-round draft picks available, four of their own, plus a protected via Golden State in 2024 to theoretically utilize in a trade, as well as young players like Jared Jackson Jr., Desmond Baines, Zaire Williams, Brandon Clark, Kennedy Chandler, and David Roddy. Um, Okay, gentlemen, there's a lot there, and also kind of hilariously, not much new there. Um, (laughs) To to me, the big takeaway is still the Celtics are the front-runners, because they can put together a package that might be good enough for Durant. But that report from Shams also mentioned that they right now are not willing to put either Marcus Smart or um, Robert Williams in that trade package in addition to Jalen Brown. So what what do we think about this latest from Shams? Something or nothing? Dave, I'll start with you. I mean, it's nothing, but the fact that Boston is unwilling to do that is silly to me. I, I would put Marcus Smart and Time Lord on the first thing smoking out of here to get Kevin Durant on the team, along with uh, Jalen and along with Derek White and that first round pick. They can all roll um, only because I know what I'm getting in return. And you've already gotten to a finals. And the thing that the reason why you couldn't really win that finals, is because none of those guys were that dude, you know what I'm saying, on that team. And I'm giving you that dude. You know what I'm saying? I'm giving you Kevin Durant. So, yeah, I, I would make that trade in, in a heartbeat. And But it seems like they don't want to. They want to hold on and, you know, keep going as they want to go, along with Malcolm Brogdon and things like that. So, okay, more power to them. I mean, I guess they're looking at it like we made the finals. 
we do, we don't really need to you just need to tweak a couple things and we can go back. Um, it's never that simple, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? In the NBA, uh, getting there is fine, but unless you win it, you're always you know trying to make a change, you know what I'm saying, and the change to get there and win it because you obviously did something incorrect because you couldn't get that victory. Um, I just think they need that guy. The main thing that I liked about this, Matt, was the Memphis one. I think Memphis is a great spot for Kevin Durant. And I'm and I'm thinking strictly legacy when I say that. Um, only because he goes there, he will be going against Golden State. And that's also that's one of the big old knocks on, you know, Kevin Durant's career is I had to team up with Golden State to get the rings I needed. Now you get on that team with Memphis along with John Morant and those guys, and you go against, you know what I'm saying, that team in Golden State with the Steph and the Draymond. Not only is that great TV, if you end up, you know, getting that Western Conference Finals matchup against them and you come out with that victory, that does wonders, you know, for your legacy going forward. So I like it from a legacy uh, standpoint for them. There's definitely a lot there. And to me, it's all just a big game of chicken right now. I mean, it sounds like everybody wants to hang on to their core guys. Everybody, of course, always wants to trade for the star guy. They just don't want to give up anything to do it. So that's kind of that's kind of where we are. Um, and I think in that scenario, so like play this out a month or two down the road. I saw somebody um, in the comments say that, you know, at this point, it's a month till trading camp. I don't think anything's going to happen. So let's play that out. Uh, a month or two into the season, what's happening? you got the Celtics. They're dominating because they're that kind of team, right? They're going to win 60-plus games this year. Um, at that point, are they more or less likely to trade Jalen Brown for Kevin Durant? I mean, if you're playing your best basketball out of the gate, it seems less likely to me that they would make a move. Um, I don't think that the Heat have the goods. Um, obviously, somebody else pointed out the – a designated player rule where Bam cannot go to the Nets unless they also move Ben Simmons because they're both on designated rookie extensions. Right. So that's maybe where you bring in the Donovan Mitchell aspect and shipping guys around between those teams. Um, I kind of think the Raptors are in a good position right now where they can still give up, um, you know, top tier players without necessarily having to give up Scotty if it gets to the point where Kevin Durant is not playing early in games and the Nets just want to resolve the situation. So maybe it's a Siakam or, you know, Gary Trent and OG Ananobi or something like that. The Raptors hang on to Scotty Barnes, hang on to Fred Van Vliet. All of a sudden, like somebody else said in the comments, you've got 2019 vibes with Kawhi. And I think that would be probably, you know, one of the most fun scenarios. Like it's not him going to the, I think him going to the Celtics is like an overt, they're going to win the championship. It's yeah, almost point. like him going to the Warriors. Like you're exactly. you're going to a team that was two wins away from the chip. And same same for the Suns to a certain extent. Obviously, they had that epic collapse, but you know that's a 65 win team who went to the finals two years ago, who was like a historically good team last year. Um, if you give up Mikael Bridges and a bunch of draft picks and you swap him in for Kevin Durant, like that's a pretty safe bet to at least get to the finals. So I really like the Raptors and then totally agree with you, Dave, like, you know, you, you're the John Morant guy, but like him and Kevin Durant together would be an amazing duo. I'm not really sure what the core is, but if you're talking about young players who are both good now and have like super duper star potential, you can't really do better than Jaron Jackson. Um, you know, maybe you think Scotty Barnes is a better option, but like Jaron for KD with, you know, filler in terms of maybe Dylan Brooks or something like that, plus a couple of picks. I mean, that is a really, really good return for the Nets. They stay competitive. They get younger um, and are able to sort of build it out longer term and pick up a couple of picks. Well, if you're the Grizzlies, all of a sudden now you've got a 23 or 24-year-old superstar next to one of the greatest 10 players of all time. Yeah. The, the, the Grizzlies getting added to the mix is definitely interesting. And Dave, I'm you piqued my curiosity when you started talking about legacy and maybe winning there, improving Kevin's as of right now, needing to join a Warriors team that was already one of the greatest regular season teams ever. They were, you know, win loss wise. Mm -hmm. um, sure. But I also wonder if a certain similar thing might happen if he goes to Memphis that happened to him in Golden State, which was, he went to Golden State and helped them win two more chips, but that was still Steph's team. That was still Steph mm -hmm. and Clay and Dre's team. If he goes to Memphis, that's still John Moran's team. 
I don't care yeah, if John yeah. Morant is whatever, like 10 years, you know, KD's junior. That is John Morant's team now. And it will yeah. be until if he goes elsewhere. I wonder if that would bug Kevin Durant, who clearly gets bugged by a lot of things in his NBA life. I don't know if he would be happy there, knowing that that's Jaw's team and it will still be Jaw's team when he gets there. Well, I, I'm, I'm going to say no, strictly because he was on Golden State. And if that didn't bug him, you know what I'm saying? Then it did. He left. That did. That definitely you know, bugged him. Will knows. Will was there really covering did. it. Well, you know what? Will covered it. He'll he'll speak on it highly in a minute. Andy Lou ran Kevin Durant out of town single-handedly. <laughs> okay. Okay. Fair enough then. Fair enough. Well, then the other side of that, the other side of that is wherever he goes in these teams mentioned, where is he going to be the best player and the the guy on the team? The only one I think of is Toronto. He's not going to be it in Boston. He's not going to be it in Miami. He's not going to be it in Phoenix. He's not going to be it in Memphis. Where is he going to be that dude? So wherever he goes, he's just going to have to accept that and deal with that. Unless, again, like I said, it's Toronto. So outside of that, it is what it is for him at this point in time, man, because now he's older. Now he's 32 years old. Now you can't go in to a place and say, you know what I'm saying, this is my squad. If you want a place that's my squad, you can stay right where you are. You know what I'm saying, right with the Nets. That's your team. You can do it that way. But if you're going to go to these other teams like that, you got to know that going in, that this don't belong to you, bro. Like, you're the hired gun. This is not your team, bro. Like, we brought you here to get this championship and move on, and that's going to be your role. I do kind of think he could get to that level on both the Suns and the Heat. Um, I think he'd be the best player on whatever team he joined because he's, I mean, unless sure. it's like the Bucks, he's that's Kevin Durant. Player. Yeah, yeah Kevin Durant. Um, mm-hmm. But like, for example, when the Suns brought in Chris Paul, he was kind of like automatically the lead dog there, and Booker kind of took a back seat. I could see that happening with KD. Um, same thing when Jimmy went to the Heat. Like that wasn't Jimmy's team. He joined when he was thirty years old. But now it's like he's the man. It's his team. I don't yeah. think Bam is really that guy. And obviously, maybe he's you know, involved in the trade, but I think that's why those teams were high on his list because he feels like not only would he be the best player, but maybe he could sort of be the, the true face of that franchise. But at the same time, like, I think just the way that his career has panned out, the way that he's bounced around um, and left certain situations, I think that's going to be really hard for him. And I'm not sure what it is that he wants. Maybe he doesn't even know, but I, I, you know, I also think that's partly what's holding this whole situation up is that, Teams aren't sure if he's going to be happy and want to stay, and they don't want to give up a ton of stuff. Um, the Pelicans is another great example um, from Ghost here in the comments. Like, he'd clearly be the best player on that team. Yeah. Um, yeah. As far as like a face of the franchise, maybe Zion or Brandon Ingram are that guy. But do you really think Kevin Durant wouldn't quickly become like the most? I, I think that's a situation where he could. But again, it comes down to would he actually want to be there? And if there's uncertainty at all, it seems like the receiving team would not want to give up a ton of things. And that's where I go back to this game of chicken is once the season starts, you know, Celtics are playing well. Um, You know, the heat still can't do anything unless Ben Simmons gets traded. Uh, Do the Raptors, do the Pelicans, uh, do the Suns become, you know, another option maybe when DeAndre Ayton can get traded in January. Uh, I do kind of think those teams will start start to reemerge as the front runners if they aren't right now. Yeah, the Pels were mentioned in that a report from Shams, and it was interesting that they noted that right now, anyway, the Pels are not inclined to give up Brandon Ingram in a hypothetical trade for Kevin Durant. So, I mean, I you would understand if they're like, well, we're, we're not giving up a Zion because, you know, he's our number one pick. Yeah, he's missed yeah. some games with injuries, but it's still not. Maybe Ingram is the star they'd be willing to part with, but this most recent report from Shams is no. But I think you're right in that if you were to go there, it would not be the same as Golden State or even with John in Memphis as he would come there and immediately be the face of that franchise yeah. because of Zion's absence and the fact that Ingram yeah. is a not first-tier star like Ja, but a second-tier star. But I also think, like, Miami, I think those those that team is cemented in who their face is. Like, it's Jimmy. Like, that's the face of the team when they when he gets there, even if he's taking the back row and he is going to take that, you know, what I'm saying background role. If Kevin Durant's going to be there, it's still Jimmy on the face of the team. If he goes to Phoenix, there are two dudes there ahead of him before he even gets that opportunity to be the face of the team. That's Devin Booker, who's the face of 2K23. And then there's Chris Paul. You know what I'm saying? At that same time. So he's got to battle those two dudes. You know what I'm saying? To be that face on that. The only one that I think he legitimately could be the face of maybe is Boston 
Um, and you know what I'm saying? He could maybe overtake Tatum, you know what I'm saying, for that, maybe because I don't think they really have a face because you know they just don't. They're, Boston. You know, like it's Boston, you know what I'm saying? Like their, it's the their like faces that. are like Larry Bird and Red Arbach, like what? right, right, right. You know what I'm saying? Right, you know what I mean? So it, it could be that uh for him. So, but those other teams, man, I don't I don't see it. Like he can be as amazing as he's going to be. But they know that he's a hired gun, period, point blank. And the fans might not adhere to something like that. Uh, Toronto is different because Toronto won that way. So, you know what I mean? They're like, cool. You know, come on in. We'll build you a statue, too. It's cool. We love you like that. But those teams like that Heat culture and the culture Phoenix has built over there and John Morant and the culture they're building uh, right there, he, I don't see him being the face on on either any of those teams. Would he be the face of the Bulls? Oh, my God. <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, he wore that Tony Kukoc jersey that one time. Um, mm-hmm. All right, well, so before yeah, we move on, probably <laughs> before we move on to Donovan Mitchell, obviously, bull, from a Bulls fan's perspective, with the what happens with KD going to the Grizzlies or the Pels or any team out west is the ideal scenario. Get KD out of the East and eliminate one of those megastars as competition for the Bulls in their playoff maps. If he goes to one of these East teams, is one a clear-cut best-case scenario in that you wouldn't be that intimidated by that move and by that team more so than you are now? Whereas I think we're all in agreement that, like, if KD goes to the Celtics, there's a good, like, stamp them in as winning the East and going to the finals again. Are any of those other teams in the East, whether it be Toronto or Miami, that if KD made that move there, you wouldn't be that much – you wouldn't feel that differently about them being – a uh you know a, a roadblock for the bulls uh, i'd feel differently about any team <laughs> that gets kevin durant period because that's it's kevin durant like you get him i'm like damn you know immediately you're like oh man oh well this ain't gonna be fun it's gonna be a long night you know what I'm saying dealing with him like because of who he is so yeah like you're worrying your concern at least for me my worry and concern will go up for any team that that he lands on in the eastern conference yeah i mean unless um, the team does exactly what they're not supposed to do and gives up too much to where, you know, now they just don't have a real team to put around Kevin Durant. You know, whatever team gets him is going to be better than most teams in the East, probably yeah. Bulls included. So get him out of here. Get him to the West. <laughs> get him to the West. I'm not, I'm not scared of them teams, but the worry will definitely go up for sure. No question. Yeah, I mean, if if he goes to Toronto, um, whoever that was in the comments is right. It, like, definitely would have Kawhi vibes of like, oh crap! All of a sudden, this team might be good enough to. I mean, to we're win talking about we're talking about four teams that finished ahead of the Bulls in the East last year, adding right. Kevin Durant. So, right, right. None of that is ideal. <laughs> None of that is ideal. Uh, there he is. There's Chiwi in the comments, my rib fest buddy. What up, dude? Uh, all right, we'll talk about Donovan Mitchell coming up next. But first, today's episode brought to you guys by PointsBet. PointsBet Sportsbook is counting down the days until football season with a new offer every day until the season kicks off. From now until September 8th, PointsBet Power Hour will unlock a new daily offer from noon to 1 p.m. Central Time. Sign up for PointsBet now using that promo code CHGO to also get risk-free bets up to $2,000. Don't miss out on your chance to get daily access to free bets, boosted odds, and so much more now through September 8th. But that's not all. If you make a $51 or more more first-time deposit, you'll receive a free CHGO membership, which unlocks all of our great web content at allchgo.com, including the latest mailbag asked and answered from our guy, the GOAT Gottlieb, available Mm -hmm. on the website right now. You'll even get a free CHGO shirt of your choice from that dope CHGO locker. Download the PointsBet app today. Use code CHGO to take advantage of this limited offer. Because once the game starts, don't just bet. Will the thrill. Tell the people what to do. You live your bet life. Mm. Boom. And what should they be drinking in that bet life, Big Dave? Mm, They should be drinking them 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, those whole foods or superfoods, those probiotics, and, of course, the adaptogens. Oh! Because it helps to start your day right. That special blend of ingredients, y'all, that support your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, your recovery, your focus, and your aging. All those awesome things you want to take care of. What's it called? It's Will the Thrill's favorite. 
It is the athletic greens. You want to know why the hair is perfectly quaffed? You want to know why the jawline is chiseled? You want to know why he's out there chilling in Brazil? This is why. Because it's lifestyle friendly, y'all. It's vegan. It's dairy-free. It's gluten-free. It contains less than one gram of sugar. No GMOs, no nasty chemicals or artificial anything. And it does all this while still tasting good. You could drink it in the morning, drink it in the afternoon, drink it in the evening. It costs you less than $3 a day. It's cheaper than that cold brew habit. It's cheaper than getting all those supplements yourself. You're investing your all-in-one nutritional insurance. Don't take my word for it because if you follow in Denver right now out in Serbia, they got a whole box of athletic greens with them right now out there, man. And of course, you know, the thrill has got his athletic greens with them, man. Will, I know you had some this morning, sir. I sure did. But yes, you're, I wanted to bring that up today because the DNVR guys are in Serbia and they are drinking and eating and they need their greens to <laughs> stay alive out there. <laughs> I'm a little worried about them if they didn't have their greens. That's right. But they got their greens. So that worry goes down just a skills because they are having a good time, man. Make sure y'all following DNVR out there, man, out there in Serbia. Shout out to all those guys. And to make it easier, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of that immune-supporting vitamin D and five of them travel packs for free. And they'll do it all with your first purchase. All you got to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash C-H-G-O Bulls. That's athleticgreens.com slash C-H-G-O Bulls to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance because it's Athletic Greens. You scoop it, you dump it, you shake it, you drink it. And what you do, Thrill? You feel it. Mm. Feel oh, it. Feel it. We got... Uh... People in the comments saying, uh, oh, there you go, McBaconator, day two of Athletic Greens today. We're getting people on yes, board. Yes, getting sir. people on, on board. With Let's go. Let's go. Yes, sir. Um, all right. Although yeah. I think if you're eating Baconators afterwards, it might be it might cancel out. <laughs> no, the goodness of the Athletic Greens makes it okay and cancels out the badness of a Baconator. <laughs> That's how that all works. Right. I'll, I'll go That's with it. That's where that's been Matt's theory for oh, forever. You know what I'm saying? You can if eat you, whatever as many baconators as you want. You can you can eat as many ribs at Ribfest as you want, if you then have some athletic greens with them. You know. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. No, go ahead, Matt. Like I'm not. I'm in no mood <laughs> to argue with you on this, man. You had a good time at Ribfest. You're feeling good. You saw a guy G with. You're having a great time, man. I just hope you've had some athletic greens. That's all I can say. I hope you have had some. You missed out on some good barbecue, buddy. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> you can't you, you you can't barbecue a veggie sandwich. Just doesn't work. Um, You're right. I can put a salmon burger on the grill, though. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Let's talk about Donovan Mitchell for a minute here. That was the other big uh, piece of news and update from Sham Sharanya in this report. Uh, Lawrence, let's take a look at what Shams had to say about D. Mitchell. The Jazz and Knicks are in discussions on a trade that would send Mitchell to New York. A deal is not considered imminent yet, but the Knicks are motivated to acquire Mitchell and have proposed new packages to Utah's new front office, led by Danny Ainge. New York made a recent offer of Fournier, Obi Toppin, additional salary, and two unprotected first-round picks, part of five total first-round picks, uh, the Jazz's asking price has been more significant than that. Um, and then there was a bit more follow-up saying the Jazz have also uh, been approached by the Hornets and Wizards as teams interested in Mitchell. But to me, that, that like the, the key takeaway here is they offered five picks and a couple of players, and Utah said no. They're looking for <laughs> yeah. eight, reportedly? Eight? I'm sorry, Donovan Mitchell is good, but what? Are you guys as blown away by this as I am? Because I I do not see Utah getting this much for Donovan Mitchell. I just don't see it. The Jazz are operating from a place of power. And the Knicks are operating (laughs) from a place of, like, extreme desperation. They've been wanting Mm -hmm. a star for so long. They've been wanting a star from New York 
to be that guy on the Knicks yes. since like Patrick Ewing. So preach, yeah, preach. the Jazz are gonna hold out. You think Danny Ainge wants like Evan Fournier on on the Jazz? Like no, he wants seven <laughs> draft picks, and that's what he's gonna get because nobody else is really in the bidding. I don't believe it from the Hornets. I don't believe it from the Wizards. Like what is, what did Bradley Beal and Donovan Mitchell gonna do together? The Hornets, I guess I could see that'd be a fun fit with Lamelo, but like, what do they realistically have to offer? They don't have very many draft picks. They don't really have any promising young players. And I don't think they're like as win now as you would need to be in order to trade for Donovan. So it really is going to be the Knicks. It's just a matter of at what point they just push all their chips in because Danny Ainge is playing hardball. That's what he's known for. That's what he's going to do. Mm -hmm. And he's going to win. He's just going to win. Yeah. I am so not mad at him at all for what he's doing. I mean, Will, that was perfectly said because that's exactly what I was going to say about him being from New York and them being desperate and wanting this. And the whole time I'm looking at this, the I'm I'm for real was thinking of Tibbs because I was like, if Tibbs was running this, this would have been done. He would have been gave them them draft picks and anything they wanted because Tibbs loves a star. You know what I'm Why saying? Why do you think they got just got it. so many draft picks? They just traded for like exactly future picks. Like they're loading exactly. up to and do this. And what do they do? They never do anything in the draft. You know what I'm saying? It's not their forte is getting dope draft picks and, and tell it, turning them and developing them into something. That's not what Tibbs does. It's not his thing. You got to give him those stars, and then you'll see a whole different kind of thing come out of that young man. But I think Will's right. I think in the end, he's going to get what he wants. They might settle on six or something like that, but in the end, He's going to get what he wants, man. And would I give that for Mitchell? Hell no. There's no, I would absolutely not give this for him. Um, but the Knicks are desperate. I can't, I can't stress that enough and, and just reemphasize what Will said. They are desperate, okay, to get this. They know also that they're going to be in the national media. They're on a Christmas Day game. You know what I'm saying? What better awesome thing to do but to have your star playing for y'all on Christmas Day? for the New York Knicks, man. They want this and they need this. And so that's why I think it's it's going to happen for them, man. And whether it's eight, seven, or six, they're, they're walking away with that, man. They're, they're walking away with it. Danny Ainge is a smart, shrewd uh, guy right here for this. Uh, shout out to Cameron in the comments who said, uh, shout out to Brunson, Stevenson High School product. Um, do you think that Brunson is watching all of this stuff unfold. All these reports saying the Knicks really want Mitchell. They're going after Mitchell. They're going to get Mitchell sitting there saying like, Hey man, like what the hell? What about me? Y'all just wooed me no. away from Dallas. You gave me this hundred plus million dollar contract. What all of a sudden I'm chopped liver. Cause you want Donovan Mitchell. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I know y'all paid me a prepaid <laughs> to come here, but I'm not going to cost you eight first round draft picks. Yeah. You, you know who you Here's are. Here's the thing about uh, Brunson. Like, he went from being a very solid second option on the Mavs, right? Like, he had a great playoffs. He really helped that thing run. But, like, is he going to be the first option on the Knicks? Even if, no. like, even if Donovan Mitchell doesn't come? Like, I think he's probably the third option. You think Julius Randle's giving up the ball? Because I don't. I think RJ Barrett is still going to get more touches. Like, they just paid what was it, 100 and however many, 125 million for Brunson to be their third, maybe, player. And now they're going to bring in, you know, Donovan Mitchell too. So, yeah, I, I would feel a little weird about that. But, you know, that's kind of what they're trying to do is, like, just put as many good players. And I think at, at a certain point, like, you can't really have a shortage of really good players. They'll figure it out if they want to. And Brunson seems like the kind of guy that, you know, is willing to play next to other great players, as we just saw with uh with the Mavs' past playoff run. Yeah, and, and I just read uh earlier today that Tibbs is more willing to give up this is just a report, but Tibbs is more willing to give up RJ Barrett than he is Quentin Grimes. And that for me that makes sense, you know what I'm saying? Cause because of who Tibbs is. You know, when we saw Grimes in the summer league, that was that a tough dude. That dude can yeah, ball. that he can get down, you know what I'm saying? But he looked like a point guard and Tibbs loves point guards. He's great, amazing. With, with point guard, even though this guy, uh, I think he's about six four, you know what I mean. But that's what he looks like. RJ Barrett just never seemed like he clicked. You know what I'm saying with with the Knicks or clicked with Tibbs and things. Even though he's done everything that been asked to him, plays all the minutes, you know, handles the ball, does all the scoring, he does all those things. But it feels really Wiggins like 
with with his treatment out there. You know what I'm saying? Um, with the Knicks, that's just how it feels to me. That's just how it feels. But man, like they want Donovan so bad. Like he has to be the face of that team. I don't think Knicks fans care what they give up. Uh, again, they've seen what they've done in the draft. You seen uh, Frank Milkia get draft. You saw what happened with the unicorn. You know what I mean? Like. How many times they got to show little kids in the, in the audience pissed and upset about somebody they drafted, you know what I'm saying, in New York? Like, it's not also, what they like, do. The Knicks are not trying to be – guys, man. Exactly. The Knicks are not trying to be like a farm system, you know? Like, they're trying to be – Yes, the New York exactly. Knicks. They're trying to be the New York Knicks. That's what I keep saying. star for agents. So, yes. yeah. And also, again, great point, Dave, but like – when your coach is Tom Thibodeau and he's not going to play a guy until it's his third year anyway, you really think <laughs> What's the picks point? are important? Like, <laughs> down late first round picks? No thanks. Get him, get him down to yes. Mitchell. He'll make them much better. I'm not sure how much better. Yes. Like, he will accomplish the things that they're trying to accomplish as a team. And I I continue to, to maintain that. Like, it's just a matter of when, you know, the Knicks front office decides, okay, fine. We'll just, we'll just give them all the picks they want. They're going to give them to him, man. They're going to give it to him. If if one of these guys, Mitchell, KD, one and only one gets traded before the season starts, who is it? Mitchell. I kind of think Mitchell, too. I think the Jazz are in no rush to necessarily move him because they're going to be bad anyway. They're going to try to be. Right, but right. they are clearly heading – a very specific direction and Donovan Mitchell is under contract. Like they can wait on it, but there's no point in holding on to him. He probably wants to be gone. Doesn't want to be there on like just a significantly worse version of the team that they were last year, which already underperformed. Um, I think they move him before it gets ugly. And there's uh, no desperate team. There was no real desperate team for KD. The only one that was close to it was Phoenix. Right. And their hand has been played. So there's no real desperate right. team out there for him. The other teams likely to be the most, you know, feasible moves for KD to arrive to are all teams that, as we've discussed, are at the top of the East anyway. Maybe right. Toronto, Miami, and Boston are all saying, we don't need KD that badly. It would be nice, but we don't need him. Uh, right. It seems like most everybody in the comments agrees that if one gets traded, it will be Mitchell. Um, Dontavia is saying the Mitch Mitchell will take the Knicks from the 11th seed to the 8th seed. Maybe. Uh, maybe that's all it is. Uh, okay, now coming up next, we will talk about what we're here to talk about, the silliness of these uh, Zach Levine, uh, Anthony Davis uh, rumors, <laughs> a anonymous executive that's not Rob Palenka talking about Dark Zach Mormon. Levine for Anthony Davis trade. We will talk about that coming up next. But Big Dave, one more shout out to our friends at PointsBet, would you please? If you enjoy CHGO. One way to continue to help us to grow is to download that PointsBet app and use that code CHGO when you sign up. Because not only are you getting them two risk-free bets up to $2,000, but if you bank a $50 more first-time deposit, you'll receive that free CHGO membership, which unlocks all of that awesome web content. And you'll even get a free t-shirt of your choice from the CHGO locker. You can actually download that PointsBet app. Register it right now and do it all from your phone from start to finish. If you're here in this beautiful state of Illinois and this wonderful city of Chicago, where the weather is something outside, but I couldn't tell you because I'm inside enjoying this air conditioner, feeling damn awesome. But you'll be signing up with the faster sports book easier than ever so you can start living your bet life when? in seconds. So what are you waiting for? Mm -hmm. Once the game starts, you do not just bet, ladies and gentlemen. Let the thrill tell you what you do with the smooth, dulcet tones. Live your bet life. Mm. That's what you do. That's that what is you what do. you That's do. Teasing this Zach Levine, Anthony Davis trade talk uh, discussion, Henry in the comments said, all right, I'm going to head out. Look, I don't blame you. <laughs> We're talking about this because it's late August and there's nothing else to talk about. Um, August 22nd, baby. In case you missed it. <laughs> Here is the NBA August headline of the day, of the weekend, whatever. Lawrence, can we take a look at this? So this came from Heavy.com's Sean Devaney. The main way it would happen, this is, by the way, a quote from a, a anonymous NBA executive. The main way it would happen, Levine and AD, is if it was going to happen, 
uh, where he wants to get. Uh, sorry, if he was going, holy crap! Take three. <laughs> the main way it would happen, if it was going to happen, was to get Davis somewhere he wants to go, and the main place he want to go is Chicago, where he's from. Now, some mm-hmm. guys do not want to play in their hometown, but I think AD would welcome that. He spoke on that before. Doesn't mean it would happen. They have not gone out and tried to trade him, but there could be something simple like Zach Levine for Anthony Davis. You get a pair of guys going to places they really want to be. It would have to wait until January, but that would be the deal that makes the most sense if AD is going to change teams. That is a quote from an anonymous NBA executive via Sean Devaney of Heavy.com. Okay. The reason... That this even I think is a thing is because there have been all the, there's been all this talk about well maybe the Lakers can get off of Westbrook's last year of that gigantic contract and trade Westbrook to retool these things around LeBron because LeBron is looking around being like we're just gonna run this back really <laughs> if that doesn't work then the other next thing more likely than trading LeBron which is an idea that only the bravest of NBA talking heads have floated is is trading out Anthony Davis. And maybe Anthony mm-hmm. Davis is done in LA, even though he basically forced his way there. What, what do you what do you guys think of this report that's not really a report, but just an NBA executive remaining anonymous, pontificating on the Lakers maybe trading Anthony Davis and Zach Levine being involved in that? I'm so, I was laughing at my man Sammy saying it was Rob Polinko's burner account. Like, I to put that out. That's hilarious. Could be. Um, no, all right, like no man, all right. The picture was fitting for me, uh, that Lawrence uh put up because I think that's what you're gonna see is Anthony Davis in his uniform, which is wearing a suit. Like that dude stays on the sideline and <laughs> I'm he glad stays you hurt. Caught that big day. I caught I'm that, Lawrence. That. I saw it, I knew what you were doing. I'm with you, mm-hmm. I'm in your brain, I'm with yeah. you, bro. So, and that's exactly what he that's exactly what that is. That man gets hurt, he's, he's paper mache out there. It's what happens to him, and I'm not trying to be cruel maybe i am because he's a packers fan but that's what happens to him out there man is he he's going to get hurt i would love for him to be here it'd be great and it's anthony davis we he's one of the top 75 players of all time i don't think he should be on there but he is he's, he's on that list top 75 player of all time nba champion you know in the bubble he has those accolades you know what i'm saying to to fall back on but man i the only thing i thought about when I read this, was Zach Levine in L.A. would be amazing. That was the first thing I thought. Like, man, he would be incredible dude, Why do you there. think Lakers LeBron fans, on, this dude. Lakers fans yes. on Twitter have been obsessed with Zach Levine for like three years now? Dude, dude, the catch and shoot would be just absolutely insane. You know, because he wouldn't have to handle the basketball. LeBron wants the ball. Like, his catch and shoot would be off the chain. He would be a uber star uh, out there in L.A. It would be a better thing for him to be – out there, like then I think it would be for AD to be here strictly because AD of his age and the injury history. That's the only reason. You know what I'm saying? I think that. I think AD's a better player, yeah, because it's Anthony Davis and all that stuff. But can he be out there for me to continue to say he can be that kind of player? Yeah, agreed. I think uh, there's no way this can happen, for one. We just start there. Um, yeah. I don't think it actually makes sense for either team. And I don't think... Um, I don't think either front office is crazy enough to actually go through with it, but I mean, it would be fun. Like Anthony Davis is really good. I know he doesn't play. I know he gets injured a lot, but like, if you think about the bulls roster construction and I can't even believe I'm saying this because it's so insane, but like they need a four, he would be great next to Vooch. He would allow the sort of smaller guard log jam to ease up. You play Lonzo and Crusoe together. You play Pat at the three, DeMar at the two. Still have a ton of lineup flexibility. You can still play small with AD at the five and Pat at the four. Um, but, like, I don't need another player who's only playing 35 games a year. And I don't need another non-shooter. Like, Anthony Davis has developed a jump shot. He's still a 31% three-point shooter. We don't need that. Mm. Um, the defense would be awesome. He's still, I think, probably... I don't know if he's a more talented scorer than Zach, but certainly like on that level, just a totally different player. I mean, it's apples and oranges and it's fun to play around with and, um, you know, mess around with the hypotheticals, but sure. uh, there's just no way it's happening. No. Uh, interesting thought from CBE in the comments who said, if the Lakers are all in for trading Davis, they know something that they aren't saying. 
A healthy Zach is better than a part-time mm. Davis. Uh, the man in the last four years has basically played two. Um, f- I mean, f- fair assessment there. I-, I agree. A healthy Zach Levine, better than a part-time Anthony Davis. Uh, Buck this joking in the comments. Thing. Wait, AD is healthy, though. I saw him shooting three-pointers in an empty gym. Um, <laughs> look, so... Here are the last four seasons. I just wanted to run through this real quick because I, I knew that AD sure. had missed some time, but I couldn't remember the specifics. So this is going okay. back to 1819, which was his final season with the Pels. 1819, 56 games played. 1920, the bubble year that the Lakers won the chip, he played 62 games, and that was 62 of 71 regular season games when they got the regular season cut short because of COVID. Right. So 62 right. of 71. And then was integral to their run to the chip in the bubble. Good there. 2021, 36 games. 21-22, 40 games. So he's missed 35 or more regular season games in three of his last four seasons. No. Like, yeah, I can't I can't have that on the team, man. Like, seriously. When he's an unrestricted free agent, I think when he's what, 32, he's an unrestricted free agent, and he's still feeling that way and wants to come here. Sure. Come on through to Chicago. I'm with you. But I'm not giving up Zach Levine, you know, the face of your squad, the guy who you just given this contract to and told him he's that guy and sending him to L.A. to be with LeBron. The alley-oops. Oh, my God. (laughs) The alley-oops would be insane. They would be insane. All right. The Lakers would be absolutely insane with Zach Levine. But you can't have him. Sorry. He's here. We're keeping him. It's not happening. So quit I mean, asking. Just like star for star swaps, pretty much just don't happen because no team wants to just like, especially different positions. Like you don't just like swap guys in and out. You want to combine your star players, right? And so if the Bulls are going to do this, they want to put AD next to Zach and Demar. They don't want to trade Zach right. and put him next to Vooch and Demar. I mean that gets you right. older, it gets you more injury prone. Um, yes. In some ways it gets you better, in some ways it gets you worse, but. I agree. I think if it's going to happen, he can join Giannis as a unrestricted free agent signing in 2023. Yeah. Come on through. We got room. Come on through. Uh, Samity in the comments saying Zach helps the floor spacing and shooting uh, as this team needs more shooting. AD is not helping with that. It's true. I was also but the defense. At- oh my uh, God. Uh, Caruso, God. Lonzo, AD and Patrick. Yeah. You're going a damn thing. Um, yeah. But I mean, but you know, the, the floor spacing, certainly like that's something that we talked about the Bulls not necessarily addressing enough this offseason. Uh is not helping you there. The best he did was that 1920 bubble chip season. He managed to up his three point percentage to 32, 33. Mm-hmm. And that was still on not that many, like four, maybe five attempts per game. And it's since dipped significantly back down. Thir- 33 sure. was the peak of 80s three point shooting. Um it's it's crazy to me that we're sitting here confidently saying and agreeing, oh, no, I, I would much rather keep Zach Levine right now than have Anthony Davis. Two years ago, three years ago, you would have been called the dumbest, most insane NBA fan or talking head on the planet if you said, be right. Anthony Davis, no thanks, I've got Zach Levine. <laughs> That's crazy. And you'd be right. But this is all health-related for me. Like, I've seen Zach Levine go out there basically dragging a hand that he can't use and a knee that doesn't work and still go out and drop me 26, 5, and 4. Like, Anthony Davis has shown you he he ain't playing, bro. Like, if he's hurt, I'm not playing, period, point blank. And that's fine. Honestly, that's his prerogative. I'm not getting on him for that. I'm saying Zach is really literally willing to give you everything he has, including what he don't have to get out there on the floor and try to help this team win. Matt, we talk about this a lot when we, when we saw him in that tunnel, you know, when we, during that uh, Mavs game, when when they told, when he sat out for that game Mm -hmm. and he just showed up, he could have stayed home Mm -hmm. and he's just in there limping, you know what I'm saying? Coming up to us, like visibly limping, visibly hurt and showing up just to sit on the bench, man. Like we're like, Zach, you, you could go home, bro. Like it's cool if you go to the house. <laughs> he wanted to be with the team. You know what I'm saying? Was, we wanted to be with the squad. 20 games under 500, man. Like, right. You don't need to you be here. And he's showing up. And he was still showing up to that game. That's the kind of person Zach Levine is, man. And that's the kind of guy you kind of want to be around. You know, that kind of galvanizes a team, you know, like that, man. So 
No, man, Zach and Zach's just going into his prime. Like he's just truly beginning his prime of his career right now. And he's a two-time all-star, so the trajectory is going up. Like I, you you kind of want to see it out before you would make a trade for Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis was healthy, you know what I'm saying, and was giving you those 70, 80 games. This would be a different discussion for me. But he's not doing that, you know what I'm saying? And and he hasn't been a winning player except for one year. Like we're being real about it. He hasn't been that winning basketball player except for that one year. A lot of it wasn't his fault, and I'm not putting it on. I'm just telling you the facts. Like, so that's just what it's been for him, man. But, yeah, man, look, give me Zach and let's roll, man. Start the damn season. <laughs> uh, shout out to our guy, Jamal Bull Central, who said, you can't have 80 on the team when you already have Lonzo and those availability issues. That being said, if you can buy really, really low – yeah. And I see here Jello saying, Damar, Kobe, Dalen, and the Portland pick for Anthony Davis. Does that get it done? I mean, maybe. That's the other big question here. If we're talking about what Donovan Mitchell would demand in a trade, what Kevin Durant would demand in a trade, where is yeah. AD on that, on that you know, scale? Because he's in between KD and Donovan Mitchell in age. Um, we know the health issues. He's entering his age 29 season, 22-23, under contract for just under 38 mil. Next season, 23-24, 40 and a half mil. And then a early termination option, but also on the books, 24-25, for 43.2 mil. What Ooh. is that player at that age on that contract going to demand in a, as far as a trade package? Is it, is it five first-round picks? That's what Rudy got. It's Anthony mm. Davis. I mean, wh where do people rank Anthony Davis compared to Rudy Gobert right now? That's a good question. It's an interesting question just because I think, you know, somebody mentioned buying low. I think that's exactly what you're doing. But I also think people are kind of underrating how good he is when he's healthy. And that's obviously a big if. And there's obviously a ton of other ifs on this team that make it just pretty unreasonable to, like, go all in on a bunch of guys that could miss half the season. But, I mean, Anthony Davis is really – I mean, he's better than Gobert. He's better than Donovan Mitchell. He's maybe less reliable. But, um, yeah, I think for the Lakers, it's more of a question of, like, what happens if – like, LeBron just signed this two-year extension. Like, what do they do on the back end of that? I mean, they're out a ton of draft picks. They already have basically no one on their roster other than AD and LeBron. Um you're kind of stuck with LeBron for these next two years. Uh, but just like they're in such a tough situation where they totally mortgage their future and they won a championship. It's not like it didn't work out, but right. it does bring up some questions of like, what do they do next? And as Anthony Davis gets older, um, you know, he's 29. I think right now this is going to be his age 29 season. Uh, is, is his value going to keep declining? Are you selling at the bottom right now? Uh, what does he do in terms of his next contract? There are just like a lot of interesting questions. So I wonder, I mean, Gobert, I think, got so much because he was under contract. And I know it's a lot of money, yeah. but like the Wolves can now bank on him being on their roster for four years. Same with Kevin Durant, <laughs> uh, although he's got like some more leverage to sort of demand trades. Donovan's under contract for a while. That's why the Jazz are asking for so much because these teams would like have them secured under roster. I, I think that situation is a little bit different with Anthony Davis and it's just an interesting question of what the Lakers want to do with their future. And another reason why Zach, I think is valuable to teams and why mm -hmm. from the get go, I was very adamant that the bulls should pay him because that is a tradable contract. If you want to move Zach Levine, you can, despite how much money he's making, he is that good. Teams will want him. If the Lakers are, you know, potentially going to give up Anthony Davis for him, you know, you can get a lot in return for him. If that's the direction you want, I don't think that's the direction the bulls are going to go. They've gone all in on winning. They're not going to move Zach, but you know, that is a trade chip. It's not like a liability. Matt, Matt, let me ask you, would you be willing to suspend the fact that Anthony Davis is a Green Bay Packers fan if he comes here to Chicago? Would you be able to deal with that, knowing that he's going to make the Chicago Bulls a better team? Why do you ask questions you know the answer to, Dave? I'm, it's a simple question, man. <laughs> You know I hate that. I don't. I don't. I don't think anyone, whether you're an athlete, you're a professional athlete yourself, or just a fan. I don't think anyone should be allowed to be a Packers fan and then also 
a Cubs or Bulls or Black. No, no. You want to define yourself as a Packers fan? Cool. You're not allowed to root for any teams in Chicago. Not allowed. I guess playing for a Chicago team while being a Packers fan is different than splitting your fandom between the Packers and Chicago. I still, it still bugs me. I still think it's unacceptable. No, stay the fuck up in Wisconsin. You don't get to have anything to do with the real city and the cool people down here in Chicago. Go up there with your Packers and your cheeseheads and your dumb people up there in Wisconsin. We don't want you. We don't need you. Get the fuck out. So that's a no. I guess that's, that's a, a no. That's a no. And you <laughs> knew right. that was a no. I did, but you kind of you kind of wavered for a second because you were like, "Well, it's different if you're playing for the team." So you you kind of wavered a little bit, but you came back to being Matt Peck. So all right, I'm just I like to get confirmation, Matt. You know what I'm saying? I like he would have to do like a he would have to do like a tour public apology for every. Like, you'd have to you'd have to like atone for his sins and like walk around Game of Thrones style, and everybody would like ring the bell and say shit. Hey. <laughs> Dude, hey. what would it be like? What would it be like if Aaron Rodgers showed up to a Bulls game to support Anthony Davis? What would that be like, though, just to see that? You better hope I'm not if you see that same night, I'll tell you that. (laughs) If you're there, then I'm there because somebody got new security. That fan who threw that beer at Ron Artest or the bottle of water, whatever it was, that was the spark that started the malice at the Palace, shame on that fan. Let me tell you, though, if I were at the UC and within throwing a beer distance of Aaron Rodgers and Aaron Rodgers had, like, you know, infringed on Bulls territory, especially if he was sitting courtside all nice and cozy and cushy or, or in an owner's box, even worse, yeah, I would be throw, I would be doing my best to be accurate and I would throw a beer at him. Fuck Aaron Rodgers. And this is why, this is why I have to go to games with Matt, Will. This is exactly why. You know what I mean? I like going and enjoying the game and things like, but it's literally to keep him from being arrested and showing up to work the next day. You know what I'm saying? And that, that is what we call best friendsmanship. <laughs> which, which is, which is more important, important to have. What's the more, vo- what's the more valuable skill and tool will, is it best friendsmanship or point guardsmanship? Point guardsmanship. I think they're a little more, I think they're pretty similar. Hmm. Hmm. Wouldn't you say? Mm, pretty similar in, in I think I mean best friendsman best best friendsmanship is more important in life. But you need a little points guardmanship on the floor. Yeah, I think the more, point guards more life than basketball. That's true. But the point Not guardsmanship the point guardsmanship increases the best friendsmanship. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know if one can really exist without the other because Matt and I's best friendsmanship is because of the point guardsmanship. That we go to the game to watch, you oh, know what I'm yeah. saying? So it, it, it might it, it combines it, the powers combined. Started with with such strong Bulls point guardsmanship. You know when you talk mm-hmm. about your Cameron Paynes, your Chris Dunn, yes. your uh, you know your 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 Sean Kilpatrick. So, <laughs> so, so much point guardsmanship in the 2018 to 2020 Chicago Bulls. <laughs> He went to kill Patrick. Oh my god! Yeah, I think that's that's we're gonna need to wrap up here, guys. Oh my speaking, god! Speaking of which, uh, did you guys see the news that um, buried at the bottom of that Shams report we were just talking about? Very, very bottom was a Exhibit Ten contract given by the Boston Celtics to none other than Denzel Valentine. Oh no, Valentine! Still in the league, still, still kicking. Good for him. Still kicking, uh, baby. Still kicking. He was with the main Celtics last season, right? Yes, he was. Yeah. And when Good we saw him, he was injured. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, we saw him, he, he was hurt. Injured and in the G League. Dude, Luke Cornett was at least getting mop up minutes for the Celtics last season. Denzel couldn't hey, even man. accomplish that. But the Good for Celtics him. Celtics love old Bulls roster players. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> they got to have them. Good for him for making a training camp roster. I look forward to the day when he is, of yes. course, predictably cut. Because um, we <laughs> all know that's how that's going to go down. Damn. I hope he plays. I hope you get. I hope he keeps the job. I oh, I would, I would I love him to, to watch him play because I, I haven't gotten you know the the joy and entertainment of Denzel Valentine just doing dumb shit on a basketball court in far too long. Uh, we need a little bit of oh. that, and then he can go away again. Speaking of dumb Denzel shit on the court, remember round two, 
of the Tournament of Trash Worst Uncourt Bulls Moments. We recorded it. It'll be out Thursday. So find out who goes to the Final Four. Uh, Denzel did win in the first round because he went against himself in the first round. So, yeah, he'll, we'll see. We'll see who wins in, in round two when it's Denzel 40-footer against the Heat against Felicio running onto the court late. That's, see who wins a, that matchup. That is a tough <laughs> matchup. Can I, vote for, can I vote for both of them? Uh, <laughs> shout out to Barton, our guy Barton in the comments, saying Denzel 10-day contractmanship. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know if we can bring that one into the fold, Barton. I really don't. That's uh, whew, that's gross. That's yeah. gross. Yeah, good effort. Good effort, good though. Effort. Good effort. Good job. Good effort. There's um, an effort out there. We got more content for you here on the yeah. CHGO Sports YouTube channel throughout the day, so keep it locked here. We got White Sox post game coming up after this when that game concludes. They're currently locked in a 4-4 to four tie with the Kansas City Royals right now, bottom of the seventh inning. Then we got Sky coming up at 5.30. Mm-hmm. The Sky spanked the Liberty yeah. in game two and said, yeah, uh, we're going we're gonna to go ahead and make up for that little kerfuffle in game one. We got game three of that best of three series tomorrow night on deck. So make sure you tune into the CHGO Sky Show with Janice and Sabria today at 5.30. And then we get we got Cubs pregame at 6.30 and Cubs postgame following up the night. Uh, or rounding out the night, rather, after Cubs-Cardinals. Plenty more for you here at CHGO Sports. In the meantime, we'll be back tomorrow, but you can follow us on Twitter. I'm at Bulls underscore Peck. Dave is at BowBWL Sports. Bow. Will is at Won't Gottlieb. One more reminder to go check out Will's latest mailbag that dropped at allchgo.com up on the website right now. Go give it a read. Thanks to those of you who sent in your questions. Until tomorrow, we are out for Lawrence. Bye, Lawrence. Hi, Lawrence. Good to Lawrence. see you, Lawrence. Lawrence. God, that's Joe Pat. Dope Pat. Lawrence, Will, Big Dave, I'm Peck. Appreciate y'all, Bulls Nation. Talk to you tomorrow. See you, Red Big Dave.